This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Well, I feel like you're gonna, you're gonna fit in here very well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I mean, our organization is called Thunder Lizard, which yeah. is what Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus, right. yeah. which is a, he is a real thing again. Again, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I heard that. Yeah, we discussed yeah. that on. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, on on, on one of the Jurassic Park episodes, I mentioned that Brontosaurus is one a real thing, and the next one, I'm like, no, they're a real thing again. Yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah. Next episode of Thundercast. Uh, unfortunately, they're not real. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. With another podcast that just talks about movies. Today's episode is sponsored by Radioactivity, because fuck your safety protocols, I want superpowers. Uh, we're coming to you live from your friendly neighborhood. Yeah, I'm standing outside of your room. Clean your goddamn room. <laughs> yeah, how many Fruit by the Foot rappers do you honestly need on the floor? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't need to see that. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, God, put it back on, put it back on. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man, a promised episode that we were going to do two weeks ago. And, uh, oops. Uh, so, on uh, today's episode, we have Scotty Porter. Is that your name? Potter. Ah, Scotty see, I already Potter. fucked up. Like Harry. No, okay. Exactly, uh, yeah. I, so, I always get either... Um, uh, are you related to Harry Potter jokes, or I get the beam me up, Scotty? Those are the two. Uh, rough, yeah. So that's a good, that's a good cross section. Yeah, it's bas- yeah, it's basically like ultimate nerd combo game. <laughs> yeah, I'm also the only Scotty, but I bet I've known plenty of Scots, but never a Scotty. Yeah, I just it's kind of just the nickname that's always stuck. So. No, but your name is Scott. Yeah, my name is Scott, but I usually go by Scotty. Right on, right on. Cool. So, Mr. Scotty Potter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got it right, right on. So, Scotty, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, I, um, I'm a film acting graduate from Red Deer College, um, although I didn't really do a whole lot of acting towards the end because in my practicum year, I pretty much just did writing and directing. Um, because of the way my school was, the acting and the tech people basically in their last year could just switch. Yeah. So it's kind of, I ended up, I haven't acted in like, I don't know, like six or seven years. Let's write something for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, please God, no. <laughs> I'm not ready. Yeah. I mean, also, in all fairness, like part of, that's probably why we get along because I don't like acting. I like writing though. Yeah. Uh, Lucas and I, we've mentioned it before, but we're graduates of the state film and video production program. Um, and we had a number of people, oh, I guess it was just one, one dude who was a graduate from uh, Red Deer College. And uh, yeah, anyway, so I got a little bit of familiarity there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what, so what do you like to do in your spare time? Like, well, what, what, what's your profession? What do you do? Um, uh, right now, I actually, um, I am um, an education interpreter at the Calgary Zoo. So I actually, um, I kind of have turned my... Um, my creative energy towards making kind of educational stuff oh, cool. um, for uh, for the zoo, and um, I also previously had my own YouTube channel um, that was kind of my film, my last project. Yeah, Liam told me about it. It was uh, dinosaur yeah. based, was it not? Yeah. yeah. So it was. Um, it's it was called uh, or is called. Uh, I've kind of been on hiatus for a while, but it's called Thagmizers. It's based off of a. Um, a joke from the far side, right, right. where uh, a caveman refers to the end of a stegosaurus tail as a thagomizer, and um, that that basically paleontologists adopted that 
as uh, the term for the end of a, a Sega Source tale. <laughs> right. And so my, my channel is kind of basically talking about that intersection of media and uh, the science of paleontology. And I'm, I'm always interested in like how um, science um, and now like working for a, con like a conservation facility, how um, conservation and the environment and, and science all interact with media. And so um, that kind of, that was my first really big project that I've ever done. Very and cool. It, very it's cool. Kind, that's kind of what got me the job working at the zoo. Let, let's plug right it on. one more time. Right Thagomizers? Thagomizers, right. yeah. Thagomizers. Yeah. Can you spell it for us? T-H-A-G-O-M-I-Z-E-R. Oh, see, I thought it was Miser. M-I-S. I would have spelled it wrong. I never would have got that. Yeah. Thagomizers, yeah. Everybody, when I say what it's called, people are like, what the hell is that? Yeah, is that a racial slur? Yeah, I know, right? Right? That's kind of what I would assume at first glance. Yeah. But it actually, get out of here, you thagomizer. <laughs> explaining what it what the name means kind of then it very much segues into explaining what the show is about. So that's why right. I chose it. Was like even though I have to explain the reference, it, it, explaining the reference explains what my show is. It's about. It's a good elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So so outside of that, what uh, any other uh, productions that you've you've done in the past? Um, not a whole lot uh, as of late. I've been definitely delving more into my. Uh, education background. I occasionally do classes for the uh, um, Calgary Informal School. Um, I did a class a couple years back um, on dinosaurs, and I'm going to be doing another one next uh, in March. Um, so, and that'll be once again kind of going over the basics of the the current idea of what dinosaurs are, and and um, and kind of um, explaining where like the media depictions of them have come from. So. So yeah. where did your interest in dinosaurs come from? Um, I have no idea. Honestly, um, <laughs> that is really fucking cool, Christian. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> we, we've talked about dinosaurs extensively on the yeah. podcast. You are in good company. Like, <laughs> good. I've, made a, I've made a big statement in the past. Like, I don't care how old you get or, or what happens to you. Dinosaurs will always be fucking cool, damn it. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, like, it's, um, I think, I don't know where it started. Like, I, ever since I was a little, little kid, I've been really into both animals and dinosaurs. And, like, my parents, like, I've asked, like, where did this start? And they're like, we have no idea. It's like you came out of the womb obsessed with every other kind of creature that has ever lived on the planet and like, <laughs> except, except for, for yourself <laughs> except for yeah and well and when it comes to humans like my um it's it's always like the the interaction between humans and um other life and that's why that's that's what where like uh, my interest in sci-fi comes in and and i mean superheroes is like one of the right uh huge overlap there like most of my favorite superheroes are science fiction related, although I yeah. mean some are magic. And well, I feel like you're fun. gonna you're gonna fit in here very well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I mean, our organization is called Thunder Lizard, which yeah. is what Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus, right. yeah. which is a, he is a real thing again. Yeah. Again, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. Yeah, we discussed yeah. that on uh, I don't know. Yeah, on on, on one of the Jurassic Park episodes, I mentioned that Brontosaurus is one a real thing, and the next one, I'm like, no, they're a real thing again. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> next episode of Thundercast, oh, unfortunately, they're not real. Again. Yeah. That, that's just that's that's actually. Actually, what kind of like that kind of stuff and why that happens is going to be kind of the basis for my class that I'm doing for the informal school next month is like, like we we always hear about these news things that that happen with with um, science um, and dinosaurs is a common one because people think they're so cool yeah um, and and they make for a good news story um, and so but we people rarely have a, like an understanding of why these things happen and, and why these name changes and why all of a sudden raptors had feathers. And so right. that's, I, that's I, I saw recently they, they found a preserved uh, tail feather. Uh, yeah, so there's 
all sorts of uh, that that stuff that gets preserved in amber. Um, it's all pretty amazing. They found uh, it was like a fossil chick, like a bird chick, um, mm. and it was like the whole thing. It's like the whole fossil, and it's from the age of the dinosaurs, and it's a kind of bird that still had its teeth. So, it, and then there's the tail Wired. tip. There's a tail tip of a of a um, a dinosaur and it's got feathers on it and so it's a it's a fed the tip of a feathered dinosaur tail in amber and very got cool. like the whole tip basically i know very i know cool. that's basically what raptors were like giant birds with with teeth yep but that that's terrifying that image is horrifying a flying bird with, with teeth, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, i'm already freaked up freaked out enough by owls and parrots so <laughs> yeah. geese yeah. oh geese oh. are fucking brutal we can't oh, we oh can't can, we have to be true canadians and talk about how terrifying geese are yeah. <laughs> we, have, it has not come up yet we sure. should we you know what let's do an entire episode on geese yeah. there was actually one time i was off of some friends and one of my friends was going off what we could fight a goose and kick its ass and we're like no Christoph, you cannot fight a goose. It no, is going to no. Win. No, yeah, Don't fight, fight goose. I actually have a really good goose story from uh, the zoo. This is just a oh, tangential. No, please, yeah, please but, go ahead. Um, so our we um, at the zoo we have an outdoor um, habitat. Uh, several, a couple actually a couple outdoor habitats for our pandas, and the pandas are brand new to the Calgary Zoo this year. And um, the <laughs> it was so funny. The 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 panda cubs running around the outdoor space, and then um, we realized that a female goose had taken up residence in the uh habitat and had uh built a nest in the panda habitat and so these pandas it was like a perfect uh uh illustration of what what the pandas are are doing here at the zoo because they are um on loan from the chinese government so it's basically like uh uh, china canada relations with these pandas (laughs) and 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 the pandas were freaked out by this goose, and I guess they, so. they did eventually move the nest, and and um, uh, thankfully there weren't any eggs in there yet or anything. How many like people that. did you lose moving the nest? Um, I I actually um, I'd have to I don't know the answer to that one. I'd have to talk to our animal care team and find the out. losses of yeah <laughs> yeah only yeah. six casualties this time, sir. Yeah, we're getting better at geese. You see the yeah. control room, and he's yeah. just a guy with all these monitors, like get rid of the geese. It's like the scene in Jurassic World where everyone's heart monitors going offline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, but it's just the goose, <laughs> Indominus goose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's move into the the media we've ingested. That's All what right. I'm gonna start calling it from here on out. Yeah, like the I, media we ingested. Because you know I didn't watch a lot of movies this, this past couple weeks. Um, uh, I'll let you feel it first. All right, uh, I actually watched movies this week. No way. Yeah, two yeah. two of them. Uh, last night I watched a movie called Polar on Netflix. So not was, Express. No, uh, not Polar <laughs> Express. No, Mads, uh, with Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Oh, uh, where's the eye patch, doesn't he? He does, he does. He's, he <laughs> That's plays, all I know He about plays this like movie. this. Uh, yeah, uh, it's basically the movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good movie. That's <laughs> Let's put it that way. I've heard. Uh, like, half the movie is Mads Mikkelsen alone in a cabin, uh, occasionally looking out the window and seeing, like, Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens trying to cut logs but failing. Then the <laughs> other half is this, like, super colorful team of assassins that are going around trying to find Mads Mikkelsen and killing a bunch of random people for no reason. Did the cabin bit, this is only relevant to you, the cabin bit remind you of Best Before at all? <laughs> but like in reverse? I guess so. It's a, a joke bit. for Lucas and yeah. I guess, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know, it's a really weird movie. It's, it's like, half of it, like I said, is Mads Mikkelsen in the cabin and it's like cold and stoic and like colorless. Then the other half is this colorful team of assassins with in like Florida and like Miami and Texas and like they're all dressed very colorfully and got these weird character designs and it it's based on a graphic novel 
So, and then I also think that they just decided to lift words straight out of the novel and have people say them. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, at least, that doesn't work out very well. Yeah, flared up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, like, just because the way graphic novels read is different from the way people talk. Mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd argue that in some cases it works, like in something like uh, Sin City as an adaptation, like... Like, you get some actors who can't deliver Frank Miller dialogue. Right, but, but since it yeah, feels like spoken. it's a visual comic, right? Um, and then, yeah. uh, but then there are things like uh, The Killing Joke, where literally the words, when adapted, there are words in there. Like, the whole thing is not meant to be spoken. It's meant yeah. to be read, and it yeah, just doesn't exactly. translate. Mm -hmm. I think that was the problem, one of the problems with Polar, and also it was just, like, two completely different tones at all times, and... I don't know. Mads Mikkelsen, he, he was, like, born to play, like, a, like a stoic assassin dude. He was so good at that. I just wish he was in a better movie. Ah, yeah. And the other movie I saw was uh, I just I just came out of How to Train Dragon: The Hidden World. You, like just now. Yeah. Nice. Like, nice. Uh, I may have cried a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're flushed. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. For but those no, of you at, for those of you at home, Lucas is, yeah, is teary eyed. I'm I'm, I'm uh, I've I've talked about How to Train Dragon so many times on the podcast because it's, it's one of my favorite movie franchises and I loved the third one. Uh, it, I think it might take another watch or two to really connect with it because the second one also took a couple watches for me to actually really connect with it. The first one uh, is far beyond one of my favorite movies of all time, but the third one is very, very good. I just wish they'd rely less on villains because mm. uh, in the first movie, there wasn't really a villain. I mean, sure, there's a big evil dragon that they fight at the end, but like it's he's barely there. The focus is on Hiccup Toothless and... Uh, Hiccup's dad. And the second one, they had a villain, mm -hmm. and he's fine. And the third one, they had another villain, and he's fine. And yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what you've ingested this week? Uh, I also read a book. Oh. I read a book called Norse Mythology by, uh, by Neil Gaiman, and it's fascinating. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's really, really good. Uh, but just like the Norse myths are all over the place. Like sometimes there's sitcom setups and other times they're like metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, that's part of why I love Neil Gaiman. So yeah. <laughs> like in one story, uh, Loki's causing trouble. So they murder his son, disembowel him, and then uh, tie Loki up with his intestines. And then, yeah. then they then they like set him up so they're dripping the snake's poison in his eyes all the that time. Sounds like fun. It's 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 super fucking metal. And another one, uh, Thor's hammer gets stolen by an ogre who who demands uh, one of the gods' hands in marriage. <laughs> and then Thor's like, "No, we're not gonna do that. I'm gonna dress up as a woman and trick you into marrying me to get my hammer back." Wow. <laughs> the hammer is my penis. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liam, what have you watched and Justin seen uh, jerked off to? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I did watch this great uh, April O'Neil porn reel. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but no, in all honesty, I went to go see the Lego Movie 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ta I talked yeah. about it last time. So. Yeah, so oh. I finally got to see it and... No spoilers. No spoilers. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, we, we really rarely spoil can't. things. I yeah. can't. Like, Unless I'm we very invested in, in the Lego franchise. Like, I am a Lego <laughs> uh, collector, so I'm like, no spoilers on this movie. This is the one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, like, it's it's all right. Like, I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one or uh, or uh, the Lego Batman movie. Hmm. Um, like, it, this one felt a lot more, like, like, what was cool about the first one was that, like, it was just as much as adults for as it was for kids. Well, this one, it felt they leaned a little more kiddie. Mm -hmm. Um. And there's also, like, uh, there's also a lot of it is, like, 
the way they do a bunch of stuff, it makes it unclear as to how the rules work in this universe anymore. Yeah, they completely oh. break a lot of a lot of like what was set up in the first one. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and it's just like mm. I don't know. I think a lot of it is also that like you know I was talking with a friend about the other day how I'm kind of getting over. I'm kind of getting done with the whole uh, Hollywood's over reliance on everything being like super overtly meta. Mm. It's just something I'm getting kind of yeah. tired of like with things like the Lego. We have the Lego Movie doing that. We have like. Uh, uh, was it we have Brick and Morty doing that? Deadpool we have uh, Deadpool doing that, and it's just something. The Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. It's just something I'm kind of starting to get done with. Yeah, um, like everything has its place. I just feel like with that, we're starting to get a little oversaturated on yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Uh, you seen anything else? Um, not. You no, and I, I watched didn't... The Mask. Oh yes, we. Yeah. Liam so, and I watched The Mask. Yeah. So <laughs> last week. Like Jim uh, Carrey. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So last week, uh, Christian kind of just surprised me at my house and. Uh, I was like, oh, let's have some beers and watch a movie. I'm like, uh, okay. It was and midnight, we, I might add. And we, so, uh, Christian went over to the shelf. He's like, let's watch the mask. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean. All, all the while, Liam's next door neighbors were having a d- domestic abuse. Like, uh, not abuse. I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> dispute is what I meant to say. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And, and so, like, every once in a while, you hear, like, a thump on the wall. And Liam would just, you just thump, thump, thump. And then you hear, like, an angry thump, thump, thump back. <laughs> and then you'd hear, like, Fun. like come get some on the screen. And I was like, what am I fucking living in right now? Um, <laughs> also, Twilight Zone episode. Like, I mean, like, I think bad translations into what... Because, I, I mean, I don't have that much to say about the mask. I feel like what Christian what Christian's going to say about it is what pretty much what I would say about it. Yeah. Um. So, The Mask, we watched that. I, st- I still really enjoy that film. I, I think it, it I think it has aged adequately. Mm. So, like, it you can see a lot of the, the, the 90s in that movie. It's very blatant, but it I doesn't... I feel like that's, that's most Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, totally. Like, Liar, Liar, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, like, but it doesn't distract away from the fun of, of the film. And, uh, like, comparatively, like, you read the comic book, compl- drastically different. Oh, the comic mm. book is... Is very very mean spirited. Yeah, and it's very violent and angry, and like also Stanley Ipkiss is only in the comic for what like half of the first volume, yeah, or something like, like that. And then like, but he, in the movie, it's Ipkiss the whole time, okay, because because they saw that that as being a little bit more of a family friendly sort of like tinge to it. Um, but com- uh, sorry, I was gonna say in the comics, Ipkiss is almost like a Woody Allen type neurotic. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and like uh, when he gets the ma- in the comic, the mask like takes away with everybody he has a tendency to take away everybody, all of your inhibitions all together to a point where you just turn into a deranged serial killer. So mm-hmm. like in the in the movie when uh you know there's that scene where Ipkiss goes to and he just pulls a bunch of pranks on the guys who screwed up his car. Um, well in the comic he he literally like impales them with the poles and that yeah game he pu- he pulls a guy through a tile tailpipe of a car and like. Oh, yeah. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, he turns Yuck. multiple yeah. people. It's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> he turns multiple people into hamburger. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so the mask, like, it, I, I think it holds up. It's, it's, it has its moments. Um, the the humor in it is still really, really poignant and, like, really, like, um, something, to, something to admire and something to kind of watch, look back on. Um, I've also occupied a lot of my time watching Joe Rogan conspiracy videos because I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> and so just, like, you know, you watch one and you're just like, man, this Eddie Bravo guy's a douchebag. And it's, it's just, they're just screaming at each other about the moon landing's not real. And I'm just like, oh, I think maybe we went to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I adamantly believe we went to the moon. I okay, we okay. Just fake, on, this, on this, yes, on this note, I believe we went to the moon. I do not believe the footage that exists is from the moon. I think that we went to the moon. Um, okay, think of it this way. In the 60s, 
Um, when you would take film canisters through an airport security, a lot of the times the footage would get wiped. You're coming in from the fuck from fucking space. You're getting bombarded with radiation. Your film's gonna get wiped, and then you uh, land. They didn't film it on a reel. They they broadcasted it straight to TV. I know exactly. <laughs> so it's not on a reel. So I think we no, but that no, there are reels. They lost all of them. There's yeah, a, but it's a like the stuff. the when they were film like when you actually they actually broadcasted it. Right, but it was yeah. there was a delay on it still. There, there's a lot. I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> I have a feeling we're gonna fucking get angry. I think but, you're wrong, but we're moving on. Hey, <laughs> oh, Lucas, I think we went Lucas. to the moon. I'm not saying we didn't go to the moon. Anyway, no, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying all of it's fake. Okay. Beside the point, I also uh, I've been playing Undertale. Um, oh, okay. Which, uh, it came out in 2014, but it just came to the Switch, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been playing it for a little while. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's super funny too. Like the, the jokes are, are like really on point and. They're very kiddish, but mm-hmm. as an adult playing that game, you're just kind of like, hey, I can see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. But I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. It's good. So that's my pathetic <laughs> excuse for, for, for media consumption. Scotty, what have you seen, watched, played, diddled um, with? I think the most, rec- like, the most recent thing that I feel like is worth talking about is I watched uh, Netflix's Hilda. Hilda. Um, oh, yeah. Which... I, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, this is going to be kind of generic. Um, but it actually, like, kind of filled the the void that Adventure Time left in my life, mm-hmm. which is this very, like, um, it. I would describe it as self-aware, but not in a meta way. Like, it's very, um, it knows what genre it is, um, and it's able to kind of subvert your expectations that way. And, like, it's this. It's just like a very wholesome cartoon about this little girl who lives in this kind of fantasy setting, but it's very modern. So it's about she. Her, she grew up in this cabin out in like the mountains where there's like trolls and elves and stuff. She grew up in this cabin with her mom, but then things happen and her cabin gets destroyed, and so she has to move into this the, the city, and like. And then she has to deal, like, she basically teaches other people in the city how to live with the monsters. And so being my um, eco self, I, I read a bit of a metaphor in there of, like, living with nature. And, like, right. instead, of, instead of nature being bears, it's trolls. And, right. like, and, and instead, of, uh, I- instead of it being, like, um, I don't know, like, raccoons, it's, like, these little elf people. And, like, it's, it's, it's very cute and fun. And, like... It and it, it doesn't do that. I thought it was gonna be very like, each episode, um, it would be very episodic and like a lot of kids shows where like, things go back to normal after each episode. But it actually builds like a, very clear arc and and it's adapted from a graphic novel, so that oh, okay. might be where that comes from. But it's it's, honestly like I was I went in expecting nothing and came out going, okay, I want I I would watch right I would watch more right now. I right. the first season. I was like I would watch more of this right now because right like the characters are really engaging. How, how many episodes great. is it? I don't even know. It's like, uh, each episode is like twenty two minutes. So my guess is like there's maybe twenty episodes. Oh, okay. Maybe. Cool. Right and on. It's, it's on Netflix. It's really cute and fun and like, if you're looking for animation that's just like doing something a little different. It's 
a good show. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, I, I kind of watched, um, we were at the bar, but we, we watched we watched watch. the Oscars last night. Oh, yeah. Liam and I. On mute, I might add. So <laughs> I have no idea what anybody said, but I know who won in a lot of cases. <laughs> and what, the one that's most important for this podcast, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Feature. Um, what, in my opinion, what an achievement honestly mm-hmm. like compared to what else came out this year like um in terms of animation they're actually honestly they're there's incredibles 2 incredibles 2 yeah and that was like the only other actual contender I think. <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah I don't even, what <laughs> else was what else was nominated i don't, I don't even, even know remember. you know what i cared so little about the oscars this year i have no Same, fucking yeah. idea Same. this year but, uh, even to there was to a point like i came out and watched it uh, with christian and a few of our friends last minute because originally I, on principle, was not going to watch the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I am not going to support a bunch of angry, uh, was it, um, conservative old uh, reactionary fuckheads. Just jerk, uh, was a jerk, uh, was a just completely disregard, uh, was it yeah. so many other great films. Yeah. And that's yeah. like consistently what the Oscars are. Every single year, it just takes a dive. It's yeah, a this this year it was it very much felt like a bunch of old uh, white men trying desperately not to look racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And it's funny because yeah. the movie that won Best Picture, like The Green Book, it's been, it's not very well regarded by like, most I, most I, black people. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I read a little bit about it, and uh, the family of the black man the movie was portraying was like, none of that happened. Really? That's not Yikes. true. And also, Yikes. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when you get one of the directors who uh, was it had uh, Cameron G- Diaz wipe her hair back with jizz in a movie to make it. Very true. Yeah, yep. Peter Farley. He wrote. He wrote. Uh, he wrote Green Book. Yeah. And also, uh, one of the writers uh, claimed to have seen Muslims cheering as nine uh, eleven happened. <laughs> Are you? F- Ah, oh, everything yeah. you guys just said. Just uh, yeah. no, I'm never gonna see this movie. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I might watch it. It's a know. shame because I like Viggo Mortensen. I like Mahershala Ali. Oh, oh yeah, both very, very good actors. Yeah, very talented. We, I swear, we're like living in the like the time of Mahershala Ali. Like everything he he he's even in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, Spider Verse, Uncle Aaron. Yeah. yeah. So moving on back to Spider Man. So, um, I think. The best place for us to start is like why we think this episode is so important. Like what why Spider Man is such an integral part of media and comic books and all that jazz, you know? Well, I mean, I'd argue that Spider Man is always kinda like the ultimate like relatable young person superhero. Like uh he was mm-hmm. like like I'm pretty sure but he was like the first superhero to like really be a teenager. Yeah, I would be and so. like like I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, like that's part of why it was so hard. From what I understand, it was so hard to get Stan Lee to. It was so hard for Stan Lee to get it made because mm-hmm. the executives at Marvel were all like, "Oh, well, we want we want us kids don't want to read about a kid. They want to read about a man, so they could have the whole power fantasy. They want to read about big, strong, muscle men." And then you have like this really kind of scrawny, uh, was it fifteen year old kid, mm-hmm. um, who's awkward, insecure, as opposed to somebody like Superman or Batman, who are like comp- confident and like uh, just all-around big badasses. Mm-hmm. Well, Spider-Man also it just balances that, uh, what is it, kind of has that sincerity and, like, that really relatable kind of awkwardness that everyone has when we're young. And on top mm-hmm. of that, I'd argue next to Batman, Spider-Man has the most well-regarded and expansive rogues gallery in comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, yeah, like, and also in terms of, like, the people who have written for Spider-Man, too. It's quite extensive, and... Um, there's so many different incarnations of the character that, like, it, for us to cover it would probably take us an entire 
season of a podcast to cover all all of this the Spider Man or Spider Men. But uh, I think the one that we'll probably talk about the most is Peter Parker and Miles Morales. I think those are the ones. And then whatever happens. To that happen. was the only two I know. Yeah, right on. <laughs> um, and then and anybody else who happens to pop up in Into the Spider-Verse. I, yeah, I like right. Spider-Man because he's cool as fuck. Um, <laughs> he can shoot webs and flip, flip, flip. flip. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I just always, you can, you can relate to the character yeah, like, I, I quite always, heavily. When I was younger, uh, I always liked Spider-Man because he wasn't invincible. Like, you'd always see him get mm-hmm. knocked down. you always mm-hmm. see him get the shit kicked out of him. Superman was always like, oh, it's like I'm fine. Well, it's just right. And Batman's like, oh, I'm tough. I can walk it off. And then, but uh, you can actually relate to the fact that uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, would always, he'd get knocked down, but he'd get back up. Right, mm-hmm. right. There's also, like, even in, uh, Ver- I think it was in Ultimate Spider-Man, where Ver points, like, unlike a lot of other superheroes, Spider-Man's not bulletproof. He's been shot before. Oh, yeah, he never mm-hmm. gets shot, like... You know, I think there's a whole like three issues that deal with he gets shot, and it's the ramifications of him getting shot. Like, I think he gets hit in the shoulder. Yeah, and then it? like Mary Jane has to like drive him to the hospital. Yeah, and, and they have to come up with some cover story and like yeah, yeah. So so you uh, you're a fan of Spider Man, I assume. Yes, I mean that's why very you're here. Very much so. That's why yeah. you on. Um, <laughs> what what. What's your knowledge of Spider-Man? Like, like um, have you been following the comics for a long time? Like, what's your favorite incarnation? Amazing, Superior, like. I think. Um, let's not talk about Superior, preferably. Yeah, I know that's a that's a touchy subject. <laughs> um, I um, my love for Spider-Man, like, like I think most people, it starts with like you get a bunch of action figures as a kid, or like um, you're just watching whatever cartoon just so, so happens to be airing on TV at the moment. Um, a lot of that. Like it was either the '90s cartoon or the even the '60s one on reruns or '70s. When did that one come 60s, out? '60s, '60s, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. But and it helps that my dad was uh, um, he wasn't super he wasn't very much into superheroes, but Spider Man was definitely his favorite. And right. so like we we ended up with a lot of Spider Man related stuff around the house as far as superheroes went. And then and then I saw the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Right. The Holy Trilogy. Um yeah. <laughs> and I um that that first movie um it's it's the first movie experience that I can remember having that that I can remember the whole movie experience. It's not just like I can kind of remember when I went to see Phantom Menace and like vaguely remember being in the theater but like Spider-Man, I remember walking into the theater and being so excited. And my, it was a whole family outing to go see Spider-Man because my dad loved Spider-Man. Um, my my uncle was a big fan of Spider-Man. And so we all just like ended up um, in that theater. And I remember it was my first time ever going to the Ch- Chinook Theater right after they did the whole Egypt theme. Right, with the and lasers. The, and all the shit. lasers yeah. and stuff. And so it was like, as it blew my, like... How old would I be? That was then we came out in two thousand two. So like I was I was pretty young. Like it blew my mind because I'd only ever like I'm I'm don't come from a, a particularly wealthy background, and so I mostly just went to the cheap seats when I was a kid. Right. And so like going to a big theater like that like blew my mind. And so and then going and seeing Spider Man, it was like, and seeing a superhero on the big screen was just like, especially done in that way because like we we had yeah. Superman right. And Superman, yeah. then we had Batman in, like, what, 88? Yeah, uh, 89 is 89. Yeah, 89 89 was the first one. And, but, the, and then comic books, right before Spider-Man, we were playing Bounce Back because Batman and Robin almost ruined everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, there was a lot at stake there, and, like, I think um, it it blew my mind, and I basically became, like, that movie made me Spider-Man obsessed, 
and then come the second one and especially um watching i watched the shit out of the dvd like and it <laughs> yeah. was my first um it was my first two disc dvd set i have that um, same one at home yeah. i i'm sure it's the exact same one and like and and i stole it, it from you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure and like and, and it was my so it was my first two disc dvd set and like the second disc had all the special features and like it was the first time i really got to see how a movie was made right on yeah. and so the second the first one made me into a spider-man fan and i started reading the comic books at that point um and like i'd i'd save up my allowance just to buy the like an issue at Walmart or whatever when Walmart still carried comic books. Um, and then, um, and, and yeah, the second movie basically turned me turned me on to how movies are made. And so basically the whole reason I went to film school was Spider-Man, really. Thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I'm a, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a, a spectacular fan. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, a, a massive fan of the, the Raimi films um, in retrospect. But when you were a kid, um, mm-hmm seeing something so spectacular on, on, on film um, being done like a superhero movie be done being done in such a way where you have this really um, blockbuster feel this this really big film very vibrant and vibrant colorful, colorful yeah. um, but also just like real at the same time like you you believe that like I mean I did at the time believe that Tobey Maguire was fucking Spider-Man yeah you know like and then it doesn't well, matter that it looked like he was 35 <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no his uh, at the beginning of that movie his their teacher on the on the uh, on the field trip looks younger than that yeah I know right <laughs> but but even so like it, it brings this 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 character um, to the character, if that makes any sense, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and so uh, I, I, I think Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man, the first Raimi one, um, bring kind of was the the genesis for why we have superhero films. The the reason, totally. like in the way that we have them totally. today. Even look at X Men, where like X Men was a big hit, but it was a little more subdued. Yeah. To um, be fair, uh, X Men was specifically the reason uh, Christopher Nolan went on to make his Batman trilogy. That is so. true. Because he saw X-Men. He was like, that was fucking sick. I want to make one. Um, <laughs> but like Spider-Man those was, those were ex- his exact words. That was no. fucking sick. I love Spider-Man. I love that Wolverine fellow. But like, but like I read an interview with him and he said he saw X- X1. And he said, that's the kind of movie. Because like, he was a big fan of Batman when he was a kid, apparently. And he's like, that's the kind of movie I want to make. I want to make a superhero movie that has real emotion in it. Right on. Or like I wonder if Sam Raimi was the same way. Sam Raimi actually grew up with a painting of Spider-Man on his wall. Cool. <laughs> Aww, that's actually kind of cute. <laughs> in fact, uh, the first Spider-Man movie before that had a very long, troubled history of production. Totally, because it wasn't, it wasn't... I have in my head James, James Cameron. James Cameron was attached and, to, to right. direct with Michael J. Fox. No, it Spider- was Eddie Furlong or was Leo it? DiCaprio. But it was a, Michael J. Fox. That, that was, was long before. That was back like in the 80s when... Um, Cameron's was do, was doing his of the nineties and the eighties. There was talk about Michael J. Fox and Stan Lee was campaigning to play J. Damn. Jonah Jameson himself. Yeah. Except except J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is the is one of the best cast. I put that ever. forward as like the best performance of a comic book character on screen. Yeah, and I don't. I, well, I, I just think it's one of the best casting decisions of 100%, all time. Of all time. 100%. Comic book movies are none. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like James Cameron was developing is in fact the whole Spider Man having organic webbing in the Raimi film came from the James Cameron treatment. Hmm. That's also James Cameron's development is also the reason why in the '90s cartoon, both um, well, Electro doesn't show up until like the last season, and Sandman does not show up because those are the villains he was going to use. That's such a weird choice of villains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also I like Electro fine. I also don't like Sandman very much. 
uh, it depends on the. I I've read some good Sandman stories, but like he's not. He doesn't really stick out. So that's why I kind of am like, why Electra? Like I I feel like if you're gonna uh, the if they were gonna go for a villain, I feel like Green Goblin was a hundred percent the right choice yeah, for the first film. Yeah, movie. I agree. Yeah. I, although at the same time, he is not like he, he is probably Spider Man's like most notable rival. Yeah, but I don't think he's the most like. At, at wits with him like 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 yeah spider-man can kick the shit out of green goblin any day i think right? a lot of it comes down to like the the especially like the comics i, I think green goblin established himself as like peter's nemesis yeah in the same um, in the same way that the joker he, is for yeah Batman. and and a lot of it came down to like goblin killing Gwen stacy like right. i i don't think i think Ock and goblin were like neck and neck until it was like in the 70s that the yeah, was when was killed off. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Ramita drew that issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it, it really established like especially especially because not only is is Norman, um, he's he's not he didn't just kill his, Peter's girlfriend. He also is Peter's best friend's dad, and so like the it's so personal. And like I I I struggle like beyond like Professor X and Magneto. There's not a lot of villains that have like. A personal as that yeah. much of a personal mm. thing, where because whereas like Peter can kick the physical shit out of Norman, Norman has like over the course of comic book history tortured Peter Parker. Yeah, right. And I don't think any villain can like rival hold the candle how to that, yeah. fucking evil Norman has been. It's basically he's like being the Joker and Lex Luthor at the same time. That's oh. how I describe him to people. Oh, totally. <laughs> when he's when he's uh, just in uh, when he's just Norman, he's like Lex. But when he's uh, the Goblin, he's like the fucking Joker. Yeah, that's an excellent analogy. Yeah, that's and that's why I love him so much. Like I'm, I'm maybe I'm showing myself as a Green Goblin stan here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is uh, the Green Goblin your favorite Spider-Man villain? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. How did how did you feel about Willem Dafoe's portrayal? Fucking hilarious! Right? <laughs> he chose he chose the shit out of that role. There's also the fact that you you uh, open up any point in the first Sam Raimi Spider Man movie, and you have complete unintentional comedy in just about every scene. I know, right? Like I'll get you, Spider Man. <laughs> like that's part of why I have a lot of trouble. Like, well, one, I've also made told these guys, but I think a lot of Spider Man fans, at least when it comes to film, can be super fickle. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah. Like I question the people who hold a uh, like outs like, uh, like I understand the nostalgia thing, but like the, the Raimi trilogy is being like this holy grail of oh, like, no. filmmaking amazingness. No. I'm like, no, there's a lot of problems. The, I still like. Them. I, I, I yeah, love. I, them. I, I like him too. They they are pure cheese. Yeah, I oh, enjoy yeah. I enjoy like, them for that all the way through. <laughs> but like, it's not like but some I know some Spider-Man fans who talk them up like they're the Dark Knight of Spider-Man or like they're the Logan of Spider-Man. I'm like, no. When you have you miss to... with one of us, you miss with all of us. <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most about the Raimi movies is by far Peter and MJ have no, no chemistry. Oh, and, and their dialogue is the fucking worst. Like Mary every Jane... time they're on screen together, my brain just melts. Like Mary it, Jane ugh. is so useless. <laughs> <laughs> that, look, yeah, just, honestly, she's she's just the MacGuffin. Oh yeah. man, I I hate esp- especially in three. There's also the fact yeah. that I'd argue oh, their yeah. relationship is unbelievably toxic and uh, yeah, it's fucked up. He's mm-hmm. loved her since they were kids, and like he worships ev- the ground she walks on, like she's a fucking angel. But he she doesn't he doesn't have any interest in like her as a person. It's right, so like, fucked. He, he, yeah, yeah, it doesn't show up for, on time for him her. Like, uh, garbage. Yeah, and she she's just like. 
expects him to be there all the time no matter what like the two of them are the worst <laughs> and, and it's like it's like yeah he, he's got to be there for you but also he's fucking spider-man i was just gonna say you're spider-man <laughs> he like has he has important things to do there should be a little bit of give and take yeah in a little bit of leeway you know? <laughs> like, like when, when when he can't show up for your play oh you know i was just kicking the shit out of a guy who's gonna want to destroy the city city yeah. oh yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll come to my fair lady like yeah, yeah sure <laughs> right There's, yeah no it's um, there's also a fact that I, even as a kid, I fought some, just from growing up watching the Spider-Man cartoons and whatnot, some, Tobey Maguire was just off always to me. I don't like Tobey Maguire as, I can tolerate him as Peter Parker, but I hate him as Spider-Man. Six minutes ago, I said I liked him, and then you were just, like, waiting for the timer. It was like, time has passed, okay. Yeah. Christian's wrong. <laughs> no, I don't, I really don't like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Okay, so what about Garfield? Um, Garfield, so here's the thing with Garfield. <laughs> Could you imagine just Garfield with Spider-Man? Didn't Bojack Horseman do that joke? Where they're like, <laughs> they have Andrew Garfield show up, and they're, they're just, he's just like, I love lasagna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and at one point, like, someone says, like, oh, yeah, Garfield, Andrew hates Mondays. He hates Mondays? <laughs> Andrew Garfield hates Mondays. Yeah. The biggest plus I will give, uh, Gar- one of the biggest pluses I will give Garfield over, um... <laughs> Over, no, I, can't, um, I can't picture anyone but actual Garfield. Um, over, um, over Maguire is that one. I, I actually like today. him and the leading lady together. Yeah. Uh, two is the fact that, yes, he is too old and he's a little too cool, but I'd argue that if they went the route of Spider-Man being in college instead of starting up a high school thing, I feel like people would have accepted uh, was it him as Spider-Man a little more. Mm-hmm. He looks younger than Tobey Maguire. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Like Andrew Garfield's like, a baby face compared like, to Tobey. No, he's a teenager. He's skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, I, while I like the casting in um, Amazing Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man movies, for the most part, um, the, the fucking writing is god-awful. Like, they have so many plot threads. Like... That Especially in the second one. The second yeah. one feels like a, yeah. a TV pilot. Yeah. There's also that, like, it's a lot of that, I argue, just comes from Sony and their, like, horrible oh, totally. reactionary issues. Totally. Like, I think that um, those movies exist purely because to- Sony didn't want their. I thought their you were just going to end the sentence that those movies exist. Those, <laughs> like, they sure do, man. We live in a society. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the first one is definitely by far a lot. We're on Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. now, FYI, audience. Um, but I think the first one is by far a lot better than the second one. Agreed. The second yes. one, well, Liam and I had seen it, and Liam and I uh, You loved it for about a day? Yeah, I, yeah. I walked mm-hmm. to the theater, and I was like, that was cool. And then I texted him, like, like the day later, and I was like, nope, nope, no. never there are, mind. There are some genuinely great moments in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like the end when Gwen dies. Yeah, right? yeah, but like... It was should have been a movie, not not a bunch of random scenes strung together. Yeah, totally, totally. That, totally. that is what that movie It's also like. what hap- That's what happens when you hire uh, the same fuckheads that wrote Transformers and the Abrams Star Trek films to work <laughs> God, on. God, did they? Yeah, it's Kurt, Orsi and Kurtzman. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate Jesus. that they didn't get a chance to finish it off. Yeah. Maybe make a third, but uh, have you, if you've heard the, the, the plot for the third one, it's ridiculous. Like, mm. Dennis Leary has kind of gone on record and said a number of things that there was going to be, like, a resurrection plot where, like, Spider-Man was going to find a way to resurrect Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. And, like, so it was like, she's going to be a zombie? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> could be, like, the Ultimate Comics where she's Carnage. That's literally... <laughs> really? The, really? Uh, the Ultimate Comics get so fucking dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I, she's Carnage? What? Yeah, that happens, because yeah. uh, in the <laughs> comics, uh, 
in the <laughs> Ultimate Comics, Carnage is the one who kills Gwen Stacy, and like I think it's like some of her DNA carries over yeah. into uh, the Carnage symbiote. Because the symbiotes are fucking I, weird in the I, Ultimate I prefer universe. the one where she becomes Spider-Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. I mean, I also, like, even, I mean, we'll get into Spider-Verse in a bit, but I also, before that movie, didn't give a rat's ass about Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to, to Homecoming, Tom mm-hmm. Holland. He's okay. I think he's great. Yeah, I think he's. I definitely think he fits in the in the live action role. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I think he's gonna carry that character for for quite a while yeah. in a very positive way. Yeah. Um, like Homecoming, I liked it. Yeah, I, I think liked it's a it really too. good movie. I think it's a um, really solid like uh, uh, high school comedy movie. Yeah, totally. And it's a good kind of return to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't cover the origin too much. They they're even Ke- Paul, uh, Kevin Feige. Yeah, okay. I always forget forget that guy's fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Vaga. okay. Even he was just like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like, no. you know how Spider-Man came to be. Yeah, and this also, also one of the best villains in the MCU. So good. Agreed. Michael Keaton so as, what, what is he called? The, the, the vulture. vulture. Vulture, yeah. He's yeah. he's he's scarier as just Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. He's, yeah. when they're in the car? Oh my God, Ooh. it's terrifying. That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Also, the fact that when uh, I heard they were doing Vulture as the villain, my reaction was literally, li- was literally this. I don't care about Vulture. I hate the Vulture. The Vulture's probably my most hated Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Well, I think part of it was like they they did a really they made a really smart choice of making um, of defining Vulture by his class and and that he's a lower class working class he's guy. He's a blue collar working. Yeah, man. and and he wants to be more. Um, and and that is honestly the smartest choice I've ever made because Vulture has never had a particularly good motivation. In yeah, no, he's just like and an old dude. In yeah, most and, cases. and like literally, Tony Stark kind of fucked him over. Yeah, yeah. he has yeah. a legit reason for yeah. for being the way he is. Well, I mean, like, uh, cause yeah, I mean, like, it also shows when like a uh, big uh, big business, uh, like a uh, corporate, how big business corporate libertarian type type people can completely screw over the lower class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the vul- people talk about how Thanos has a point. Vulture has a point. Vulture has a point. Vulture Thanos has a does point. not have a point. By <laughs> yeah, that. I, wanna, I will. I will. One hundred percent agree my with flag you. in the ground. Thanos was wrong. Yeah. Fuck Thanos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God. I, I do have. Some, I don't feel so good, Chris. I was gonna say something about uh, Holland as Spider-Man, which is that I like his performance a lot. His characterization and a lot of the. Marvelisms do bug me with him. Like just how pandery he is to mille- to post millennials really does frustrate me. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's a fucking teenager. Like, well, You're making a movie in 2018. Yeah. Like you don't you don't like. But it's also or 2017. What a nuance, subtlety. I don't need him to be like, hey guys, you ever see that really old movie? Yeah, that uh, felt so weird to have a nerdy person say, "Have you ever seen that old movie, Empire Strikes Back?" Like you just say. Hey, this is like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, like we it, all know what Star Wars is. Also, <laughs> Disney owns it. Just yeah. fucking say Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my the one thing I hate the most in that movie is the fact that, and I'm sure we've all thought about it before, how I want to know what kind of like regime, like skin, like thing that that Aunt May is doing. You know, because like, <laughs> man, so she's just like, she's doing great. You yeah. know, Marissa yeah. Tomei, although I'm just like, make her old. <laughs> like, why isn't she not an old lady? There's, uh, also, oh, when oh, Holland man. is hugging her, it looks like he's uncomfortable because he's hugging a supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the thing that bothers me the most is like, they turn, it, regardless of her age, they turned Aunt May into a nothing person. When like, especially in the homecoming yeah. and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas like, she is so, um, the most, like, as much as um, Peter and MJ don't work in the Raimi movies, Peter and Aunt May, they work. And, like, when Aunt May is giving Peter, what is it, like, 
like 20 bucks for his birthday in Spider-Man 2 and she's just like you take this money from me you take this money and she's like crying and it's just like that is such a realistic depiction of what it's like to be poor and it's like this really great like scene between the two of them and then Aunt May is nothing come come Marissa Tomei I, I'm and pretty sure like, like she she essentially we all know she essentially says fuck she's like what the and yeah. then like <laughs> you know like I could never see that coming out of Aunt May, you know. No, like at least, no. our, but now where he's modern. Also, it is it is kind of interesting to think how this version of Spider Man has been in more movies than any other version of Spider Man that we've ever seen. That's true. He will be. Yeah, because he, he will be. Yeah. Uh, Civil he's, he's War been in three. Civil War, Homecoming, Infinity War, Infinity and, War Two. Yeah, he'll be in Endgame. That hasn't come by out. By the yet, end so of the year, yet. he'll be in five movies. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and I like, then, I, like and then how, I like how I like how they've released a trailer for Far uh, Far From Home. What is that? What's called? Yeah. The next one is like. Okay, Marvel. <laughs> now, the other thing is, I was going to ask, as a Spider-Man fan, Scotty, mm-hmm. with, uh, how do you feel about with the suit and whatnot? Because like, one of my biggest criticisms with the Homecoming is that I feel like they kind of lost the heart and the emotion of Spider-Man. Yeah. With like, uh, him go... Like, 100%. Like, oh, I've got to impress Mr. Stark. i got to impress Mr. Yeah. Stark. And also the fact that his suit essentially makes him Batman beyond... Yeah, like, it's, it's one of the well, best... That's why they take it away. <laughs> yeah, but then he just gets it back. Well, yeah, and... but he's got to do the most important shit without it. I still feel like um, like the the fact that Peter's the most important relationship in the MCU Peter's life is his relationship with Tony. Like, um, at least what what's on screen. Sure, like supposedly Aunt May he has a close relationship with, but we don't really get to see that all that much. And like his relationship with Tony defines the character. Yeah, um, yeah. Totally. I mean, that's the whole reason why people were, why it was really sad when he's like, I don't want to die, Mister Stark, um, and stuff like that. And it's like. Uh, I, I feel like defining Peter by an adult takes away what we were talking about before with how um, how he's this relatable young character who's mm-hmm. trying to figure stuff out on his own. And that's why I, I I'm a actually, little bit... Uh, I would actually disagree with you. I don't think that Peter is at all defined by his relationship with, with Tony at all. I, I think that it's an important part of his character and who he is and the movie, but in the end, he does it alone. I Very guess. true. Very true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's also troubling that I don't even think Uncle Ben is mentioned in uh, yeah, he is. It, in uh, Homecoming. Is he? he is. Yeah, they meant they, they say his name in passing. It's it's a minor like, thing. Like there should have been a scene where like uh, I was a Brant May says to him like when he comes home late and after he loses his internship instead of like being like oh I'm so sorry you lost your job should you have, there should have been a line or something like well well what would your uncle think of this yeah mm-hmm. or like just something I think like that. I don't think that's true I don't, I don't know. know just because it makes it feel like Uncle Ben just is completely irrelevant to this I don't Spider-Man. know I, as someone who is not attached to the Spider Man comics or origin story at all. I think that would have bogged down the movie, personally. Mm. I think that would have been too much. All right. I think that, um, like, I mean, this is one of my biggest issues with the MCU as a whole, is uh, is that they get the, when you're making t- big tentpole movies that all interconnect with each other, you have to create those threads between them and or I, a web I, I, or a web yeah there you go <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, i'm really i'm really here just for the chirps that's what <laughs> um, and like the um when it comes to like uh i think the thing with tony um that he basically becomes the uncle ben of the mcu movies where he not necessarily he dies to inspire peter or something like that but like he he becomes the ideal to strive towards um, where and I think that they very I wouldn't be surprised if they very purposefully put Uncle Ben away as not only to show like this isn't an origin story movie but also to be like 
we're putting more emphasis on the relationship between him and Tony, I think. Right, yeah. Well, like you said, it would bog it down to add just one more relationship in there um, when you're focusing so much on something else. And, like, personally, I'm not a huge... I'm not very interested in seeing Spider-Man and Tony interact with each other. I'm, it's not a relationship I'm super interested I, I think, in. I think the intention behind it is that after this phase of the MCU, we all know most of the actors are leaving. Yeah. And Spider-Man's going to be, like, the, one of the major ones. And that, that's sort of Tony... Cause Tony, passing the torch off. Exactly, mm-hmm. passing the torch. And that's, I think that's the purpose for that relationship. But mm. also, I think I personally think it works. I think that it works better than an Uncle Ben would or a relationship with Aunt May would. Because we know Tony. We like Tony. Tony is a person in the MCU that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, on, like, on top of that, like, we, you, you look back at Spider-Man comics now. Uncle Ben has not been in Spider-Man comics for fucking, like, 50 years. So, yeah. like, we're done with it. Like, yeah. like let, let, let's set up a new relationship for him to deal with, a new a new fatherly figure for him to kind of like relate to. I think a lot of my, what it came what it came for, down to me was, uh, came down to me for was, is that um, well one is that the way uh, Spider Man gets involved with the whole thing in Civil War and whatnot. I disagree heavily with Tony's morality Same. and his uh, and his logic. It's fair. That, that is fair. Andrew's also a fact, but at that point, I'm like. It's like, okay, we've had three versions of Spider-Man now. Like, nobody's gone Spider-Man 100%. Like, Homecoming isn't what I want from a Spider-Man movie, but for what it is, I enjoy it. Hey, great transition. You know what movie did pretty much get it all the way? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. <laughs> Fucking great movie. How so is good. it that a movie, an animated movie that is literally just a celebration of Spider-Man ends up being probably the most heartfelt and real Spider-Man the movie? For exactly movie. all of those reasons. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's, homo- it's an homage to the character. It's, it's showing the best aspects of him. In, and multiple versions of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your favorite things all coming together to create something that's so special and so and so like heartfelt and really shows you like um, what it means to be determined and what it means to grow as your as a as a person and, and grow into yourself and mm-hmm. also just like you know when when Miles realizes like towards the end of the movie you know it is a leap of faith but he's still holding on. Even yeah. though he is like, I gotta do this or else we're all fucked. There's also mm-hmm. great stuff about like just letting go of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I remember in the trailer when I saw the, uh, uh, P- that Peter Parker was going to be a little more of, like, a schlub and, like, kind of a deadbeat. I was like, I, I don't know if I want to see this. But the, the way he's animated and he's written and the vocal performance uh, Jake Johnson gives, I totally well, one, the voice he has is kind of a voice I would hear in my head when I would read Spider-Man. Like, I always imagined Spider-Man kind of sounding like that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, also, is that, like, despite that they play the schlubbiness kind of for comedy bits, he also is almost kind of a heart of a movie in some ways. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he shows you the the a, a version of Spider-Man, like, where everything has gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the lowest point of, of your life. And then that's why I love the, the juxtaposition with, with Chris Pine's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like... Showing you, no, everything's going right for him, all yeah. right. <laughs> everything's totally cool. Well, I mean, and yeah. then you you bring in Peter B. Parker and show and show Miles the the downside of it, like how things can get fucked up in your life, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's I mean, because Chris Pratt Spider Man is almost kind of like, Pine. or sorry, Pratt, or sorry Chris Pine Spider Man. Chris Hemsworth Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Chris uh, Evans Spider Man. Because Chris Pine Spider Man is essentially like like I've joked about how in comics right now. Uh, Batman is essentially Bat God. Well, yeah, but like that's yes. essentially Spider Man is Spider Man is Spider or. Chris Pine, Spider Man, Spider God. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, and then, and then you, I mean, you get the the other sides of it too, with like Gwen, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously the the feminine Spider Man or Spider Person, 
And then having like Spider-Ham, the comedic Spider-Man, right? A little bit more comedic than Spider-Noir. Still funny, but a little bit more of an edgier version of <laughs> yeah. it, right? A lot more hard-boiled. And voiced by the always great Nicholas Cage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like Penny Parker, who is just kind of like the over- futuristic. futuristic overseas Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Spider-Person. Yeah. Um, who am I missing? I think that's it, eh? I think that's a five. That's a five in the movie. That's yeah. a six in the movie. Yeah, six, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how to count. <laughs> a lot of the, uh, a lo- and again, I was kind of alluding to this earlier, but all of the casting and the way they went about it was so on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Mahershala Ali was an inspired choice to play the Prowler. Like, even if they did mm-hmm. in live action, I could have seen him as a, I could have totally. seen him as a Prowler. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. Um, if uh, what's his face? Who's playing, who's, who's playing Aaron Davis in... Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, Glover yeah. yeah. I was like, how am I blanking on this guy's name? He's like the most famous person in the world right now. <laughs> uh, Donald, yeah, Donald Glover is playing that character in the MCU, which I think yeah, is hilarious. I don't know if he's coming back, though. If, oh, really? I, 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 highly, doubt, I highly doubt he's going to come back in the, in, in the franchise at all. Yeah, Mysterio's a villain for the next uh, MCU Spider-Man, Yeah, right? I'm yeah. excited for because Mysterio's my favorite. Well, one, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite working actors right now. And also Mysterio is my favorite Spider-Man villain. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but moving back to uh, Spider-Verse, like, like Liam was saying, the reason why it works so well is because it is a celebration. Mm-hmm. If you treated all the Spider-Man movies like that, then I think, or any superhero movie, it would every, every single one would be successful. Like you look at uh, Captain America First Avenger. That's mm-hmm. a celebration of that character. It is. It's mm-hmm. a, I think it's a very underrated movie. I, think I, it's I a agree. Great movie. I agree. I think it's... I'm actually gonna say I think it's the best Captain America movie. Oh. I strongly disagree. Uh, I, I know that's like a super super here's, like. Here, here, oh, here's here's my my uh, unpopular opinion. Uh, Winter Soldier is the worst Captain America movie. Ooh, <laughs> see, I, I'm not quite there. I, 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 anyway, we're not talking about Captain America. Those are fighting doors right over there. To get it back on thing. Goofy movie's the best Disney film. No, no, that's it. Lucas, we don't pick the ballroom. We just dance. Yeah, um, but yeah, like 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 you were saying, it's a celebration of the character and just kind of and really represents, like I said before, every single aspect of that of of who Spider Man is. Not necessarily mm-hmm. who who Peter Parker is or yeah, who but Miles Spider-Man. is, but who Spider Man is and how Spider Man should really function in a universe, right? And and I mean, w- one of my favorite bits of that movie is when they're just like, okay, let's start from the start, and then they cover all the things that yeah. Yeah, they catch you up to speed on that version of Spider Man, and then yeah. throw them in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I really appreciate how they how they balance out six characters, mm-hmm. and and each one is is meaningful and and has a purpose. Except for kind of Penny, she's just kind of there because she looks cool. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> then she, gets, she gets a really good she gets some good moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then but I think Spider Ham's definitely the funniest. And and, and also John Mulaney. So has, good. He's so good. It yeah. can get weirder. <laughs> you got a problem good. with cartoons? <laughs> um. I think what made this work so well is the fact that it feels like it was, like, because I criticized the MCU a fair bit. I brought it up on an episode of a podcast a little while ago where I just, sometimes I question with um, with the Marvel films or, like, the MCU films if the people who are making those films actually like comic books or if they're just, or if it's Disney or whatnot. Well, this feels like it was made by people who liked yeah, comic yeah. books. And, 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 and for people who love comic books. Yes, I totally. So. I mean, so much so that it's stylized as such. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally a, a living comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's more a living comic book than it is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. You see, like, yeah. the little, like, Kirby dots on people's noses yeah. and spots. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and how every... Uh, one thing I love is if you look at, like, the texture on every character from each individual universe, even, like, the two Peter Parkers, it isn't just, like, the eye and the hair color that differentiates them. It's, like, there's slight differences in how they decided to 
to color grade and texture them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's and that's something you just cannot do in live action and make it look good. No, no totally like, not. It would just look really doofy. It would look like like a really bad kind of weird green screeny thing. I can't even imagine it. But like in animation, you can do that and it will look good. Well, I was just gonna, uh, uh, another really wonderful part of the film is is how each animation style blends together so well and it doesn't feel displaced yeah mm-hmm. right like there's that bit where uh spider noir puts his hand on penny's shoulder and it looks like he is mm-hmm. touching her it mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. look like it's a separate it's like like two different yeah. panels that they just yeah. were like even squeeze though, them together yeah even though they have com- like t- like you were saying two different animation styles between the two characters they managed to make it meld together so yeah. now it's incredible yeah to uh there's also that uh um, with uh, also as an adaptation, like even though it changes a lot of stuff, like particularly given that I just finished reading uh, the first volume of Miles Morales stuff, where I actually find what they did in the film almost maybe a little more interesting. Agreed. Particularly with, uh, like, because I didn't mind in the book with his relationship with his uncle. In yeah. the book, his uncle's kind of just a, he's kind of just a scumbag. Yeah, he's. I, I think one of the most important things they add to Miles is his his art. Um, mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is not really an artist in the comics. Yeah, no bad. I don't, I, don't, I don't even think they mention it or have it in there at all. And, like, I, I remember telling that to my wife, and she was like, what? Like, that's, like, one of the most important parts of the character in the movie. And I was like, yeah, that's entirely in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, yeah. even to a point where uh, I've said that, like, this would completely, this would drive me crazy if it were in live action, but since it's in animation, I don't care. With the is, spray painting Yeah, him and spray the painting his suit. Like, if that were in yeah. live action, that would have pissed me off. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could always, Chris, he, hey, hey, wait a second. Christopher Nolan, Batman spray paints his suit as he, in uh, the Batcave. He's like, but it's not like, true. But it's not like a fabric, it's not like a fabric-y Spider-Man costume. Uh, yeah, also Like, with, true. Bat, with Batman, it's more like an arbor. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and then, criticisms-wise, you brought up one that I don't agree with, but Liam seems to think that um, Aunt May being like Alfred doesn't fit. And or, I was just like, I think I think or, that was one of the best parts. I think it works fit. the fucking best. Her, her nephew was fucking Spider Man. Yeah. I think it's just she. I think she's just a little too accepting of like a bunch of new Spider people her just showing up at her Spider-Man. house. Her nephew was Spider Man, and the fact that her nephew died a few days beforehand. She's well, a she, fucking badass. And also, I, feel, I mean, she's still grieving, and so yeah. having having these like people. Also, who, there's a thing humans do called compartmentalization. She was all focused on the work and the saving in the world. She's probably gonna grieve later. She's gonna break <laughs> down and like die. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I think, moment they're all. Gone, she's just like, Come yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, um, I love one of her, my favorite line in the movie was, uh, or not one of one of my favorite lines in the movie is "Take it outside." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take it so outside. real. Boom. Yeah, um, one of something that um, they they, they capture to a, a small extent is when she first sees Peter. Um, it doesn't matter. If she's seen these other versions of Spider-Man. She she's seen Peter's face, and like that that scene at first is is quite good. Although I will say. Um, the comic book version of that is in a book called Spider-Men. Yeah, I've read first. Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and I gotta say that, like, as much as I'm not a huge fan of, of Brian Michael Bendis' writing for the most part when it comes to, to his later stuff with Miles and Peter, that scene in particular he did such a great job with that I'm almost I'm kind of sad that they didn't, like, pull from that more. But it's also, like, the, the focus was so much more on... Um, on that kind of stuff in the book, whereas like right. the movie, clearly the stakes are so much higher that it's like you can't you can't focus necessarily on those like really tight emotional moments uh, with like su- with 
what amount to like relatively minor characters. Like Aunt May is a much more minor character in in Into the Spider Verse than she was in the in, book. In Spider Man, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. She's she's like a huge character, much bigger character in the in the um, in the book. Um, and I mean, as, the book also is just Peter and Miles. That's it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, other... But it's essentially the same premise, but minus like the uh, kingpin. It's a stuff. little more. Um, Simplified. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. I the two other things I have. One is just another thing that I don't really care about, just because I was so spoiled by everything else, which is that the villains aren't as compelling as I hope they <laughs> yeah. would be. They're yeah. just kind of um, there, and just like not being crazy about Kingpin's design, where I thought he looked a little too much like a Gendy uh, Tartakovsky cartoon. I, I loved Kingpin's oh, design. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of liked it. Um, and the other thing is that I wouldn't have had Goblin there in the beginning, just because like, I was it like he's just kind of bears a one off, and then he's just gone for the rest of it. I would have just I had... I thought he died. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't they know. They imply he died. Yeah, I don't know. I would have liked it a lot more if it were just, like, the Prowler. Mm. Just because, like, all the other villains who show up and they fight, like, come back later. And mm. it just felt, like, a little, like, I don't know, to do that to Spider-Man's biggest villain. I also don't think... The, the movie is not about the villains yeah, whatsoever. It's no. just, like, that's the only thing where I'm, like, it, like, where the only villain thing that did legitimately kind of bug me. I think in the moment, I was, a, like... I was a little distracted. Being the, as I said, the Green Goblin fan that I am, I was a little bit like, "Oh, you're gonna relegate um, the Green Meanie to like just being an inf- Kingpin's enforcer? That's what you're gonna do to this guy?" And I'm like, "Okay, I'm basically I compartmentalized and was just like, <laughs> separate. Can, that's the that's an alternate version of Norman. That's and, not like the a good version of Norman. Peter B. Parker, he's got like the real Norman or something <laughs> like that. And one one thing I'd bring up in in that case, I. Uh, Green Goblin, I don't I haven't read the book, so I have no idea. But to me, Green Goblin is a Peter Parker villain. Not a Totally. Miles and Morales. he he is. Like I think And so him getting sidelined like yeah, well, because I don't even know. In the Miles Morales uh, story, like again, I haven't read past like the first ten issues or so, but I'm pretty sure like both him and Miles or and Peter just kill each other at the beginning of that book. Like, uh, yeah, Norman dot Norman dies when Peter dies, I think, in the Ultimate Universe. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just felt like Bebe Frominder just because it was in, that's how what happened yeah. in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, final words on Spider-Man and in the Spider-Verse. Um, love it's it. good. I like uh, it. Best Spider-Man movie. I would agree. Same. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, it was also Spider-Man my, movie. probably, it was my second favorite movie last year. I think it was my, one of my favorite movies last year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I, we talked about it on our 2018 favorites episode, mm-hmm. but, like, uh, the more that I think of it, I, I'm maybe starting to lean more towards calling it my favorite movie from last year. I oh, yeah. will be like, I loved Quiet Place. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but like, fuck, this movie was good. Yeah. For me, it's still right behind uh, A Quiet Place and Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I, oh, I didn't see Sorry to Bother it's You. It's so good. But uh. I will I will be uh, buying uh, Into the Spider-Verse when it comes out. Yeah. Me too. On totally. Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. Specifically oh, yeah. for the Spider-Ham short that they put in there. There's a Spider-Ham oh, short? They, uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about developing it into its own cartoon. That is Which amazing. I would watch the shit out of it. Yeah. And also, one more thing about Spider Verse: uh, that Stanley cameo. Yeah. So good. Uh, and, yeah. and the fact that uh, uh... <laughs> also that they that they credit Ditko too at the end yeah, of the movie. I was going to bring yeah. that up because yeah. like uh, usually like Stan, I uh, was it Ditko is credited in the other films. Yes, but like uh, he always. Uh, well, I mean, outside of that, I've said before, Steve Ditko was. An interesting gentleman. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he, kind uh, of an asshole. Um, <laughs> and crazy. But, um, yeah. hey, not all objectivists are crazy. <laughs> just most, um, but, like, he, um, um, but, like, it was, he always, his credit always got overshadowed in the other ones because of, like, the Stan Lee cameos and whatnot. Yeah. And I felt like it was very classy and also just important that 
they did give him and Stan Lee a big memoriam at the end, given mm-hmm. that they both passed away last year. Yeah. And, like, this was the big be-all, end-all Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, anyway, looking forward into Spider-Man, what we have to look forward to is Endgame, uh, and then... Uh, far from home. Yeah, I'm and sure they're going to further make from home. Uh, <laughs> uh, then Miles, I'm sure they're making another then, Spider Verse. Then movie. Miles will uh, show up, and it'll be Spider Man homies. <laughs> oh, oh god! Oh, <laughs> there goes we our were, whole last episode. Say, Goodbye, representation. We're, we were doing so good. <laughs> we uh, learned nothing. But, uh, no, I, 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 I've heard that they that there's a lot of talk about doing uh, a sequel to mm-hmm. the Spider Verse. Um, and I'd be really interested to see what they do with it. They are developing a spinoff with mm. Gwen, with about oh, Spider dope. Women. Dope. So the whole the whole premise that of makes that, sense. That, that I mean, there's a spider. There was a Spider Woman book after the Spider Verse book. So yeah, like, like, and even in uh, even in Ultimate Spider Man, like there's a there's a yeah Jessica Drew. Yeah. Both I, I the main Barbara for the main version of Jessica Drew and then the ultimate version. Yeah, maybe uh, universes are stupid. Comic books are bad. Don't read them. Maybe, uh, <laughs> don't make any sense. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get Madam Web there. Oh God. Um. Yeah. So so to my knowledge, the the Spider Woman one is going to be Spider Woman, Gwen, and Silk as the main ones. All right. Be that cool makes to sense. see. Be really cool to see Silk in there. Silk. Uh. For your knowledge, Lucas mm-hmm. is technically the first Spider person. Oh, so, okay. Right? Is that am I correct on that? She she got bit by the, yeah. the radioactive spider before Peter did. Yeah, like canonically the first. Like, yeah, oh, not okay. not actually like like Peter was the first written about, but like she has been a spider person longer than Peter was. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. yeah. It gets yeah. really complicated and a complete and utter mess once you get to the clone saga. Yeah. Like uh comic I, books are bad. Don't read them. I know, <laughs> I know we, we, are, we I love comic books. We so do I mention it, but I think I've told you well, I wasn't gonna mention it, but fuck it. Um, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, is uh, Superior Spider-Man? That's another one where okay. uh, basically what happens is Peter it's Parker. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. Mm. Basically, uh, Doc Ock is dying of like cancer or some I've shit. Heard of this one. Yeah, and he become he like in like infiltrates Peter's mind and then yeah, they like, like swap bodies or something. No, he just goes into his brain. Oh, okay. And then takes over his brain and like forces Peter into the back, like his personality. Well, and the, then, at the beginning of the book, you. Th- think that they've actually switched brains completely. Oh, okay. And then Doc Ock, or Peter in Doc Ock's body dies, and so you think Peter's like straight up dead. And they kept saying, like, he's dead. Yeah, he's but, dead, but he's but never then, coming back. Oh, all these so panels more you... of a retcon. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then uh, I stopped reading when Peter shot a guy. Uh. Like, he had a gun, and he was Spider-Man, and he shot someone, and I was like, done. <laughs> nope, hard no what on this. What does Spider-Man need a gun for? Yeah, but, like, I mean, how many different versions of that character are there? We, infinite. Lot. We could we could talk about this for yeah, hours I'm upon like, hours. Well, but Even at the end of, um, uh, was it in the mid-credits for End of the Spider-Verse, you have a crossover with, um, I was with the six. Don't, don't. Ah, oh, oh, fuck, it's so good in the room. That's my favorite part of the movie, honestly. Okay, yeah. Uh, Everybody just start pointing at each other. Everybody, everybody <laughs> you can, you, can, you can't see at home, but we're all pointing at each other. <laughs> all right. Um, this has been uh, our episode about Spider-Man. Thank you, Scotty, for coming yeah, on. Of I really appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening to the Thundercast. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. I'm Liam. And I'm Scotty. <laughs> <laughs>